this sort of fictitious umbrella, you know, with our perceptions about people. And those perceptions inform literally how we initially uh, think about those people. Mm-hmm. Now, it's only after you've really connected with people that you start believe, believe you know and if you're a reflective person you actually start understanding that wow the things that were told to me about you were all lies you know and mm. a lot of us uh, allow those initial perceptions or not only perceptions but even things that other people have told us to inform how we interact with each other mm-hmm. You're listening to Stuck in the Middle podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, and creatives of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking barriers. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com and shop Stuck in the Middle merch. We've also partnered with Perfect Office Solutions to bring you affordable, professional, and flexible private office spaces in seven locations in the DMV. Use promo code SITM Podcast to get 10% off your monthly lease. If you're looking for office space, hit up Perfect Office Solutions. Tell them Stuck in the Middle sent you and save some money on some perfect office space. Listen, I'm excited for this podcast today, man. I yeah, got a yeah. three-time guest in the building. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a frequent uh, offender. You're a friend of the podcast <laughs> and yes, a frequent very offender. Much, very much so. Listen, I wanna I wanna give you the proper introduction. He is yes. the creator of uh, of One Blood Project, a short yeah, film yeah. book yeah, and a yeah. soundtrack album. Yes. A writer, a poet, a yeah. visionary, my guy, Amen. Jason. Welcome back, bro. Hey, shout out for all the accolades, <laughs> man. I appreciate you. I really do. Last Thank time you. you were on this side of the desk, right? Yes. You were here with a crew, the Legacy In Crew. Yes. Yeah, uh, you've also blessed us with a couple episodes on the Couch Talk. Yes, uh, like I said, welcome back, bro. What's different this time? What are you bringing to the table, <laughs> yeah. man? Um, it, really, just to talk about a, a wide variety of other things that I've been getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I remember the very first time that I got here uh, was actually the the third episode of Stuck in the Middle. The third, I did, the third episode. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I gotta keep it Don't real. Don't look that up. Um, we, it was, all, all this was not here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But different. I. I, I literally, from the very beginning, I, I remember uh, uh, being hit up and, and being being told to come through, yeah, and man. and I really considered that an honor um, to have been one of the people to not only see the vision but to embrace the vision. Yeah, um, but I, I had I had a, a lot of fun uh, being here, and I especially because I I, I like platforms like this mm-hmm. where I get to just express myself and I get to actually just speak about the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I create. Let's around. talk about it and get into it you know yeah, yeah. Saying, of one blood project yeah, yeah. um project because you are using three artistic avenues yes. to convey a message first of all for those who by this point yeah. aren't familiar with of still one don't blood, know still um don't, what the yeah. heck or what is of one blood so of one blood uh first that that that's the title of this uh multidisciplinary project that i've been working on now for um Damn Jesus! Uh, four years. Um, <laughs> I and it, it, it seems like it's on ending. Uh, and you know, sometimes I've I've been also in a rush to want to get it out. But basically, what they have one blood project, and that uh, name comes from uh, one of my favorite books uh, by this African American uh, literary genius uh, Pauline Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And of one blood uh, examines this relationship between, uh, or tries to examine this relationship between Africans and African. 
Americans because I can only uh, speak as to my experiences and kind of use my experiences as the guiding point uh, for how I examine this relationship. But really, it, at the end of the day, is a call for the black diaspora to re-educate itself about each other because there's been a lot of miseducation about who we are uh, to primarily keep us divided from each other. So uh, my work, uh, as I am also an educator, is is to be able to uh, shine light, right? To be able mm -hmm. to lift from ignorance uh, uh, what it is that we do not know about each other. So that's that's what the of One Blood Project is about. Four years. Four years. You describe this, you know, I would say four years as a long, which it is, yeah, long, it is. grueling dilemma. As you try to mm -hmm. figure out how to, you know what I'm saying, bridge this relationship between AA, African-American mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. American community. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a strain. Like, what do you see? You know, like, it's one thing to say we have a, a tension between us. But mm -hmm. what, what do you see? between the African community, African American community and African community here in the diaspora or even back home in the continent. Mm. Well well what I see and and when I even have conversations with people about this, what I immediately begin to notice is that um though our experiences, you know, because obviously uh, a great deal of the separation is informed from my experiences, mm -hmm. but even our experiences in and of themselves are lies. Mm. Right? Um so oh, it, the, the first time yeah the, the first time i said this uh, to, to somebody they looked at me like how you gonna tell me that my experience is a lie right. right and i was like you know just give me a second let me mm -hmm. explain you know because it could be quite jarring uh but the reason why our experiences are lies is because we live under um, under this umbrella, this sort of fictitious umbrella, you know, with our perceptions about people. And those perceptions inform literally how we initially uh, think about those people. Mm -hmm. Now, it's only after you've really connected with people that you start believe, believe, you know, and if you're a reflective person, you actually start understanding that, wow. The things that were told to me about you were all lies, you know, and mm. a lot of us uh, allow those initial perceptions or not only perceptions, but even things that other people have told us to inform how we interact with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always give this example. I always give my very first example is that um, all African-Americans uh, from the very beginning have known about Africa was what was told to them or showed to them on TV. Mm -hmm. So when they say that you are booty scratcher is not because they actually know that as a fact but it's because of what they had been told about mm -hmm. you right uh, and because they never had that information ready to them they always grew up believing that right um, we know that when they grow up and they see Tarzan they see that uh, Tarzan is swinging from trees and the Africans yeah. <laughs> are primitives and so that's all they ever know uh, vice versa all um, all we as Africans know about African Americans, and I and I even quote this in my book. I remember, I would say, you know, lazy. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So my very first day um, when we landed in this country, and that's February twelfth, twenty two thousand six. I I remember February tenth, two thousand six. I remember, um, you know, being when we were brought before like the family, and I, I I distinctly remember the the auntie saying, "Oh, you know, don't don't be like this." Um, <laughs> don't be like what did she say don't be like this lazy akatas who who do nothing in this country but sack their pants and and ask for welfare mm. 
mm-hmm. right? So, so initially, uh, you know, my 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 initial thought was just, oh, okay, these are people that I should stay away from. But also, in particular, with some truth to it, uh, um, was that oh, these people they don't like you, um, so you don't even try to associate with them, uh, which was also very true too. Now, when you actually uh, start having conversations with people and you start knowing that the reason why they behave that way towards you is because they in and of themselves are also um, highly miseducated, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you really start going back into history and really reading, right, literally the process of even how slaves were treated, right, how they were literally forced to forget their name, right? So if you think that the, 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 the same people uh, that, that forced the people to change their names, that literally forced the people to forget everything about where they came from, that literally dissociated and cut off, you know, I mean, most African-Americans, if not for DNA, cannot go further back than the, the logs on a slave ship. Mm. That is true. That is a fact. And that was done on purpose. Uh, now, when you start learning these things, you start seeing that this division was properly orchestrated you know so who's uh, to blame you know in this who, who's to blame if um uh, well the system of white supremacy um is the direct <laughs> is the direct blame of this you know and i always also quote this example even african scholars have written about this if you read uh uh chino chavez things fall apart he actually details it right uh where he he details this community where uh you know sort of like the the, the white man comes in particularly the mission missionaries come in and then what the missionary does is even being the smaller or the minority sows division amongst the people and when you sow division amongst the people right there is that old saying right uh, a house divided cannot stand yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's even the African proverb that mm-hmm. that says that. Uh, um, and, and I'm paraphrasing here. I need to be better. I really do need to. But the, the, the African proverb that says that uh, when brothers fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the stranger or the, the guest are, is the one that enjoys the spoils, mm. <laughs> you know, which is very true. Um, but this is actually so indicative of black life, right? Um, and this is perpetrated two different things. It's perpetrated through self-hate. So even amongst these clusters of communities, there is that internal hate, mm-hmm. right? So the way that this project, this project, I begin from myself. I begin with an internal struggle that I want to fix first in myself, right? First learning how to love myself as a black person because all of this is literally just indicative of the self-hate that we have in ourselves that we then project on mm. others so and that's amongst like, our, 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 our brothers and sisters. So that's, you know, since speaking about solutions, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, we can talk all day about it, sanctions and this, that, and yeah, yeah. point fingers here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you see the relationship between African-Americans and Africans today? How mm-hmm. do you see of One Blood Project mm-hmm. impacting that? Well, well, certainly I'm not the first person to uh, be engaging in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, people, a, a, a lot of people have already done a lot of work around this. Where I primarily come in is that, um, and I, I want people to 
essentially understand that my focus on this and the reason why I only focus on Africans and African Americans is because that is what I know, yeah. right? I can I really speak to what I don't know. Facts. But we also understand that there is even still a division between uh, 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 Africans. Af- Africans and Caribbeans, yep. right? There, there is Africans a difference. Africans and Africans. There you go. Africans <laughs> and Africans with deep tribalism mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. I mean, these are all orchestrated. I mean, and I cannot stress that enough. So my goal really with this is is not just to mend that relationship between Africans and Africans. It's to mend that relationship in the black body. And that's why I begin first by saying that each and every one of us has to do a great degree of introspection, right? Internal inspection um, and, and really truly examine ourselves. Uh, what, are, what are our issues with our black bodies? Because mm-hmm. we are literally raised to hate our ourselves right i.e bleaching i.e uh, uh black men saying you know i i i just prefer lighter skinned women mm-hmm. you know as if your preference is not naturally influenced by how you grow up and your perception of what a beautiful woman looks like mm-hmm. right even though your mom does not look like what you claim to be your preference mm-hmm. you, you, you know so so these are some of the things that 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 i want us first to engage in so i i with the of one blood project what you constantly see first is a man trying to work on himself mm. And then towards the end, now making it a whole body thing, right? So most of this project is, is really just me questioning myself. It's me, me questioning the things that I had been taught, right? So that I can relearn and be better. Um, so that, you know, ultimately what I see the, the One Blood Project doing is stepping out there and actually doing that work and asking for people to now, once you've done the work on yourself, now reach out and say, well, I had been taught this thing about you, but now I want to get to know you, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, now we're seeing uh, a lot of African-Americans, you know, obviously African is the, right is, the, is the cool thing yeah. now, right? Be exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's that. But again, that's because now we're truly seeing things for what they are, mm-hmm. right? And that that is particularly partly being helped by social media, partly being helped by the same media that was initially used to be able to help cause that division is now being repurposed, right? right? And that's why me as a creative, I, 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 I am making sure that I willed that, mm-hmm. right? The reason why most guys grew up thinking that only a specific woman was beautiful was because that's all they saw on TV yeah. as the standard of beauty. Right. So we have to reshape that. We have to rework that. And we have to now take it and internalize it and say, well, can this cancel what I knew? Mm-hmm. Right. And you, we, we now have to test what we think we know. No. Yeah. Right. And that is what really growth is. Right? As of um, November 2017. Yes. Backed by, I think, 65 yes. pledges. You yes. raised 10K. Very, mu- very much so. Yes. 10K for this project. Yes. As, in, as an independent filmmaker, how mm. big of a feat was that? Oh, you? no, no. That was grand, man. Uh, that that was grand. That uh, First of all, uh, shout out to every uh, Kickstarter donor. Um, I know that the, the project has taken literally forever. But I, I promise you, I, I promise you, I wouldn't have let it uh, take this long if I was not going to deliver something that... That will truly move now when you're doing a project like this you have to make sure and and you know other creatives have always tried to remind me uh to be cognizant that this is a you don't get another chance to do this there's no do-overs right um so i gotta get it right mm-hmm. 
the first time. Yeah. Right? There, there are really no do-overs on this journey. Uh, so I have to make sure that when it's being released, I know that I'm okay with that. But I'm also understanding that it admits my vision in my vision but also that it will do the work that it's been set out to do so i i appreciate you guys all the donors um i promise you uh you know you don't have to wait any much longer um it, so that that i'm excited about uh the the stuff that you were promised from the donations you will be getting uh whether it be just the credits uh, um on the film and the projects whether it be actual things um i promise you you'll be getting that uh and and i'm and looking forward why, to it that's why we here you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah i know this project is coming out soon better be <laughs> yes you know what i'm saying yes but yes just getting to know the person jason yeah uh, a little bit more you from cameroon oh yes very uh, much so how many brothers and sisters do you have i have um i have two biological sisters and no biological brother um but as we all say in africa you have a lot of family <laughs> yeah facts yes facts. uh when did you move here to the states i moved to the states as i stated earlier i i remember the date vividly february 10th 2006 i want yeah. you to describe in a few words to me your first week here hmm. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a fresh jiggy of the boat johnny just go mm um can i do something better yeah all right i so i'm gonna do this i i i i should never do this but <laughs> yeah. eh, since it's, i'm here and since it's, i just also want to show that i'm actually not lying that the project is coming soon um i will read a quick excerpt um from the book mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah I and i'm not afraid to do this because We're again this is this, this, you know this is this is on edited but but it is is whatever man um podcast exclusive <laughs> real real Jason, exclusive man you know what saying? i don't one even blood, let people read this um of one blood project <laughs> of one blood project so so this is um an excerpt from the 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 book the literary part of the project uh that book part is a letter from an african man to african americans uh reading written in the form of a memoir so it's my memoir um and really just examining that that relationship uh between between us um the the book is going to be titled my dear blood which is actually just what that is my dear blood so uh let, 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 let me get into, into that right quick i see i gotta scroll through Man. so why are you scrolling, scrolling through that mm -hmm. um what inspires you uh in this purpose you know what i'm saying in, in creating art what inspires you as an artist um I don't want you to take away from that exclusive, buddy. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not the, the exclusive is ready, but but let me just quickly answer this question before I I move on. Um, what inspires me is life. Mm. Uh, just being able to get up every single morning and and the air goes through my lungs. Uh, so being thankful is one. Uh, what inspires me is love. Um, that it can be platonic, it can be agape, mm -hmm. it could be, you know, it could be romantic, but love inspires me. Mm. People inspire me. Um, I, I think that if you're an artist and you're not inspired by people, whether flawed, um, you know, or whether majestic, then there's a problem, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also, new things inspire me uh, because it reminds me of how much I know and also the lack thereof, mm -hmm. right? And how much I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and understanding that as an artist, I'm a constant uh, uh, student. Even though I'm an educator, I am a constant student mm. of life mm. in and of itself. All right. So, 
Here you go. Um, so uh, this is a part about, again, when I arrived here. So here you go. We landed at Ronald Reagan National Airport via entry point of Chicago O'Hare Airport on February 12th, 2006. It was in the middle of winter, and the night sky was clear and free of clouds. As the plane descended over Washington, D.C., I slid open my seat, which I slid open my window, which was lodged to the tail end of the plane. Immediately, my eyes widened in awe. I had never seen anything so vibrant and so filled with life. The lights seemed to be buzzing like fireflies in an Amazon forest. I can only imagine the ongoing festivities below that demanded so much lighting. In Cameroon, lights only lasted this long into the night during football games when street bars became homes and bottles of beers became therapists. One of these rare, on these rare nights, it seemed that our neighborhoods were also temporarily emancipated from all its troubles. In the presence of company, conversation and brood barley, a barged play or an ill-advised call from the referee were the only problems worth paying attention to. We prayed for these nights, and though rare, the memories were stretched thin in dialogue, carrying our people through disease, hunger, and death itself. Our light, it seemed, only always lasted but a few moments. America from above seemed free of the reality that existed for us after our lights went quiet. It seemed every bit the place I had conjured in my dreams. A country where dreams no longer had to wait for the darkness to manifest. A country where dreams were not merely figments of thoughts but living, breathing entities imagined and sculpted by our own hands. I walked into this American house with its glass and mahogany doors that was as much a symbol of prosperity, as much a symbol of stability, as much a symbol of safety as it was a symbol of death to others. Here I was, walking through this door, warm with hope and expecting of every bit of this American dream. I, in all my blissful ignorance, did not notice or fully understand the audacity of my hope. The same door which I was embracing and confidently walking through. The same door which was the beginning to the, be to the best of the rest of my life was also, and this is not hyperbole, the beginning of a long and abysmal end of your life. I was ignorant to the millions that had walked through the same door, trembling and bleeding, unprepared and undeserving of the hell that awaited them on the other side of this door. I was ignorant to the grimming fact that your body was bent and broken to build this door, not for you or for your offspring or for me, your sibling deprived blood, but for thieves whose dreams demanded blood for its sustenance, the sacrifice you gave unwillingly. Sheesh. Bruh, the audio version to this joint. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say less. Yeah. Because the audience just witnessed, um, you know what I'm saying? A glimpse into a powerful, powerful, powerful thing, bruh. That is beautiful writing. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate I, I, it. I, I, will go, I will go on the record and say I've been privileged to hear you read a portion of this book. Yeah. And a little bit of. Yeah, literally, literally like but one of hits, the very few people. It's different. Man. Yeah, every time. Yeah, this is the second time I'm, it hits. It hits different. I appreciate that, man. I'm I'm excited for this, man. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Very you much. You gotta so. bring it out. 
<laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that. You are your art and your spoken word, and there's so mm. much of that in 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 the in the book portion of this, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it translates into visual as far yes. as the movie, yeah, and also in the soundtrack because you were heavily involved in it. But just switching gears a little bit, your art and your spoken words brought you to. <clears throat> Um, over you know 15 universities and also brought you to the White House. Mm, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying like speaking yeah. about walking into the into this the United States and the White House, the symbol of that and everything yeah. that it is to you know take part in. I don't want to get this wrong. Uh, the White House workshop and panel discussion on access and inclusion in the tournament industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, speak about that. Uh so that that. Yeah, I was actually shocked how that happened. Mm-hmm. So the way it happened was um, in 2016, uh, which was during like the the spring of my first year as an as an as a high school educator. Um, on Mondays and Tuesday evenings, I would once I left school, I would go down to D.C. and I I will work uh, with some uh, with a, an organization down there um, and. And and teaching poetry, right? Uh, working with poetry, teaching poetry to some to some kids, to some young kids there. Um, so through that organization, um, they 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 nominated. So the White House came to that organization and asked that organization to nominate two people uh, to be a part of this panel discussion um, on uh, diversity and inclusion. Uh, now this is the old White House, not the new one. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> so things is, things would happen a little different, different there. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Uh, but but they they nominated me, um, and to this day I still don't know why. Mm. But I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity because that that really lit a fire in me. Uh, being able to sit in, in a panel discussion with the entire cast of Scandal. Yeah, I mean I'm talking about sitting there in awe of Shonda Rhimes who literally I mean for the last 10 years has had a whole night dedicated to her on a major TV network mm-hmm. I mean that that's powerful mm-hmm. you know that and that's that's a that's a power and I know people don't recognize women enough for the work that they do but this this woman you know to me was like that that bright shining star and then the amount of jobs that she's been able to create because of that access and that's what this panel was about. So I, I got to hear from the entire cast of Scandal um, and all these other entertainment executives. And I, I really just got encouragement. And when I walked out of there uh, in, in 2016, I reaffirmed because I had been thinking about the of One Blood Project then. But when I walked out of the White House that day, I was like, oh, yeah, we doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we doing this and we're going to get it. So um, that I mean. It, it was incredible because I had I'd been in this country at that time uh, 10 years exactly uh, but but to see this boy who grew up in in in, in Bamenda in in you know who was born in in this village in Kom and and to be in that place to be sitting where you know people essentially dream to to to, to be at uh, was was quite powerful to me uh, but also to be around really just 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 black people was was dope yeah. uh, was dope we're creating at the highest the highest Kerry Washington man you know just dope people mm. yeah right now in all vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, what is your biggest struggle what is your biggest fear huh um that is a hard question man 
Um, <laughs> that is a hard question. My biggest fear is to be, is to never truly reach my fullest potential. And sometimes fear in and of itself is one of those things, barriers, right? Because fear has a way of paralyzing. Um, so, so what I try now to do is to actually use fear, not as something to paralyze me, but as something to motivate me to, to go even further, right? And I always use this analogy with, you know, people who uh, run, uh, run track, my fact, uh, Jason Reynolds, dope writer, uh, has a book titled Ghost, and it's about this boy who's really good at, 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 at track, but because he has learned how to try to run away from everything else in his life. So he becomes good at running, not necessarily because that's something that he just enjoys, but because it's a necessity right um so even fear as fear functions at its zenith um when it it's able to paralyze us when it's able to make us believe that we are inadequate uh so one thing that i've been trying to do and this is now the struggle the struggle is daily reminding myself that i am enough um that that i am capable uh that I need to be able to define success for myself and not what people define as success. Mm -hmm. So that is a struggle every single day because you have no choice but to try to define success based on conforming to what people understand to be successful, which is having the money, uh, which is, <laughs> um, yeah, which is having the money, winning all the awards. So I, I have to redefine success for myself because I too do, I, I, I would like some more words. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So part of it is also, and I learned this from Octavia Butler, actually write down the things that you want to achieve. Um, you know, that power of positive thinking, that power of literally speaking it into existence um, is, is writing that down. And, you know, again, because I'm currently teaching this book right now, so I'm getting a lot of references from it, uh, from Things Fall Apart, uh, you know, Chinyo Achebe says, when a man's chi uh, when a man says yes, his chi also says yes. His chi, like his personal God, mm -hmm. also says yes and it, it agrees with him. So if I say yes, certain things are going to happen. Um, you know, the heavens will also say yes, and those things will happen. Mm. So, yeah. Circling back to the project, uh, mm -hmm. who did you work with as far as directing? And mm. Are you the writer? Are you the creator of it? Yeah, yeah. The cast? Um, who, who can people expect from this? And, you know what I'm saying? Who, who made this? Who brought your vision to life? Uh, so let me just uh, go down the line. Um, on the album, the album of songs, uh, we have the super dope, super talented uh, uh, Nigerian, uh, really just soul. I, I call him soul because his music makes me really uh, think and and uh and move as manuels manuels mm -hmm. uh is a dope dope guy a good guy man um just just shout a pure-hearted man shout out manuels man um we also have a kanji uh kanji was here with us last time mm -hmm. uh we have uh, uh tinaya tinaya is dope too um yo man y'all should hear the track from her and this john this it's 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 huntingly beautiful um 
producers, Lexi Sugar, uh, Manny Wells produced, Jake Vicious of uh, House Studios down in DC, uh, just all around dope people. Um, for the film, uh, they, uh, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Uthman, uh, graduate of Howard University Film School, my Ghanaian brother, uh, just dope editor, man, dope editor, dope DP, uh, shout out to you, Ahmed, thank you, man, thank you for all your work, um, my boy Uche, uh, who's doing the scoring, uh, Uche is also a dope musician, he's actually, uh, he's musician, he goes by Bright Lord, um, y'all should check him out, really soulful, known dude for, for like forever, um who else we got yeah we and and oh yeah I, how can i forget this um shout out to paula obasiki um i'm saying that name right now because uh let me make y'all understand that she is real um when you guys see the film you know what i'm talking about all right uh paula obasiki great actress great actress man just went all out and i'm talking about putting it all out mm -hmm. on the line so that this can be beautiful um uh agnes aggie hair that's how you know her on instagram yeah. she came through she did her thing uh hair artist just dope um and i'm saving one last person specifically for that shout out mm -hmm. um all the entire howard film uh school from our gaffers uh to our handheld mic people our assistant dps thank you man thank you i'm not gonna call y'all by name right now but y'all know i got a special place in my heart for y'all and then now uh shout out to uh chukwa nonso dureke of dureke productions man i um I am glad that I made the decision to 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 bring you on to work with me, um, but but she's dope. She 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 was on here mm -hmm. a couple of episodes ago with her sister. Um, she is she she's for real. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she the true she the true for real man. Um, I mean, well well accomplished. I mean, from winning the Annapolis Film Festival a thirty thousand uh, dollar you know inaugural uh, pitch contest. Uh, and producing the Bright Price film, which is actually currently in circuits and film festivals right now, um, for being a part of the Amazon Innovative uh, Creatives uh, uh, with her film, uh, with her film Plantains and Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Oh, yo, that's uh, Plantains and Proverbs on Amazon right now. Go check it out. Go watch it. Um, you're going to laugh. You're going to enjoy it. Um, but she's working, actually working to turning Plantains and Proverbs into an actual series um, about, you know, a first gen, uh, it's even second gen uh, Africans who are trying to make it in America. Um, and and, and then that's and, and that's it. So Nonso is is the truth, man. Yeah, check her out. Man, she is. Listen, bro. I, I can't wait to peep this film, bro. <laughs> um it's it's you know it's been a long time coming like you said earlier you know what I'm saying like you want to make sure that the you you put your your best foot forward yeah um couldn't be more proud of you bro 
Yes, sir. Um, Appreciate you, man. Thank you. You know what I mean? And we, you know, AK has been looking forward to this. The whole Stuck Community Podcast fan been looking forward to oh, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I think this is the fir- this is the first stop. You know what I'm saying? The promo. Oh yeah, no, 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 this this is the first stop. So I'm going to come back here and make all the announce necessary announcements. When uh, is so the let's first, get this cracking. Yeah. When me? is the first uh, <laughs> premiere? Well, first I will do private screenings, guys. Um, I'm sorry because I just got to go through the artist thing, but I, I got to do private screenings first and then really decide how I want to put out a project like this I mean it's three parts mm-hmm. and I just don't want to botch it, the release so um, I still got some some work to do about that speak to some people you know some people that can give me some good ideas you know tell them holla at me for real alright tell them holla at me Jason Quine yeah yeah creator of, of One Blood Project yes the movie the soundtrack the book yes coming very very soon very very soon Oh, and also be on the lookout for uh, some, you know, I really dove into this film thing. Be on the lookout for some films, maybe some TV shows. Maybe some Netflix. Maybe some maybe Disney. Some, maybe, maybe some Disney. Some. Maybe some, you know. <laughs> yeah. I had a chance to chat we, with this guy last night. We ain't confirming this. everything, but this yeah, guy, you know. Um, <laughs> I want to be in your pocket. <laughs> Just take uh, me go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is Stuck With The Podcast, man. This is not going to be the last time y'all see Jason it's here. Not. Definitely. Um Support the project in any and every way you can. You know what I'm saying? Independent filmmaking. Black man doing crazy, amazing things out here. Um, hit him up. How can people reach you if they want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, just for whatever. How can people reach you and all that good stuff? Um, I'm really quick, quick at, at um, actually uh, replying. Mm-hmm. So, um, Instagram, Twitter is Jason underscore McCoin. That's actually my middle name. I like my whole name. Uh, so Jason underscore McQueen and that's spelled M-A-K-W-E-I-N uh, and that's on Instagram on Twitter um, on Facebook is my first and last name Jason Quine uh, and that's about it yeah man yeah. listen hit him up and all that good stuff Jason bro appreciate you again thank you stuck in the middle of podcast uh, perfect office solution if you need office space in the DMV area in over seven locations flexible professional office space SITM podcast is the promo code um, hit up our store online store SITM podcast backslash yeah. SITM podcast backslash store you get 10% off for Black Friday I lied that's not true <laughs> I'm mixing my promos <laughs> I'm flex got Jason in the building the whole yeah. gang in the building this is Stuck Middle Podcast and we are out we are out Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media using the hashtag SITM podcast. If you want to find out more about Stuck in the Middle, visit our website, sitmpodcast.com to browse our blog section. To tell us your story, send us an email at sitmpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, be safe.